Is it time? This is the My New Norm podcast. And I'm your host, Barry Scott Young. Today's conversation, we will give you a different perspective on creativity. Not a writer, not a dancer, or an artist. If you're in the marketplace, maybe an accountant, or a sales rep, or maybe you're retired, or a stay-at-home mom or dad, you might be surprised to hear that you're more creative than you think. Join me today with my friend, Bray Wyckoff. He's the director of Kingdom Writers Association and the president of Kingdom Creativity International. Listen as we hear about his journey to becoming a successful author. And today, he leads thousands of others into their creative giftings. Bray, welcome to the studio. How are you? I'm doing great, Barry. How are you? Oh my, it's been, uh, as I always say to everyone, it seems, it's been a long time. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it has. I think we met 2004-ish. Yeah, at the movement. At the movement. Now, yep. we're going to get into a lot of things before we do you were at uh, Outreach, is that right? Yeah, I worked at Outreach for 10 plus years. Were you a co-owner or founder? Uh, no, I was the director of operations. So okay. I came in as, as the manager for shipping and then grew into the director of operations. Most of my viewers may not know you. So tell me what you're doing now and then we're going to back up, Okay. Well, I am Bray Wyckoff. I'm the director of Kingdom Writers Association and the president of Kingdom Creativity International, which is our nonprofit organization. And KWA is housed under KCI. Uh, my wife and I travel around the U.S. Uh, building uh, creativity groups or chapters, uh, mainly for writers. But we're seeing a lot of the creativity uh, explode um, with believers all around the world. So we have, we actually have chapters all around the world, but currently we're driving around the U S uh, meeting people and establishing chapters and almost like little mini churches, if you will, for writers and creatives. So it's just awesome to be, uh, invited into this, um, by God. So this was definitely built by him and we're kind of pastoring and, uh, we just put our seatbelts on and go, okay, Lord, we say yes, take us where he wow. wants to go. I appreciate you buying a house close to me so we can uh, <laughs> at least occasionally see each other. Yes. That's our, at least that's our plan, huh? <laughs> yes, that is. That is the plan. Oh, we, uh, we just bought a home here in Somerset, Kentucky. Uh, we have our home in San Diego. Um, that's kind of our headquarters out there. And then the Lord kind of directed us to expand and uh, buy land. And so mm. we were led here to Kentucky as a hub uh, in this area that we could travel to and then set up shop out here and then build in this radius from this this part of the world. Did we figure it's about 
two hours distance from my house to yours there? It's three and a half hours, Barry. Oh, it's three and a half. Okay. Yep. Okay. Well, that will happen someday. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's, that's an easy drive. I will prepare smoked salmon for you. <laughs> that's, awesome. That's my new thing living here in the South. So, uh, awesome. Bray, what kind of kid were you? Where were you born? Um, when do you hmm. think of growing up? What are the some of the things that, that uh, you went through? Kind of give us that picture. Born and raised in uh, San Diego or California. My parents uh, were hippies. Um, oh my! <laughs> uh, d- using drugs, dealing drugs, um, alcohol abuse. Believed in every religion out there. All roads lead to God. So I grew up this hippie kid, confused, um, detached, and not uh, seeing any of this religious hocus pocus working. And so I ended up becoming an atheist. God saved me from not doing drugs for some reason. I never went into drugs because I saw what it was doing and I just didn't want any part of it. Uh, Lost a lot of my childhood, didn't had to grow up really fast. And uh, so I'm experiencing my childhood now. (laughs) Yeah. What what do you mean by that? Um, Lost your childhood. Yeah. When you're around adult things like this, um, you, you know, I don't remember too many birthdays. I don't remember, you know, I, I kind of remember uh, my big wheel when I see pictures of it, but I don't really remember the acts of or the experiences of a child mm. um, that a lot of people have a memory of. I just can look at a picture and go, oh, yeah, that that, that happened. But I don't have a, a beginning and a middle and an end to, you know, my feelings at that point. So everything was kind of suppressed and my mind was just kind of had to grow up very fast and adapt to every situation. Because, you know, when you have people coming over to beat up your dad with shovels because he didn't make his payment on time, Mm. that could be an issue um, for a child growing up in, in, in high school. And uh, so, you know, you get picked on, you get bullied, you, you know, you're different. My name is Bray. You, you know, you, it doesn't matter what it was, you, you know, as, as a kid, you get picked on for something, but uh, mainly it was just the the upbringing that I was with my family. And uh, sure. but now I'm experiencing adventure. I'm going off and doing fun things and experiences and building strong relationships with people. Relationship is huge for me. Um, I, I, you know, our, our friendship, Barry, is more important than this podcast, more important than, than any ministry, more important than anything else. You know, we, we got to put our relationships on the line and say, we're in this for the long run. We're in this for yeah. eternity. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. So really as a child growing up, you had to adapt to be more responsible because you had um, parents that weren't. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had parents that loved me and, and they, in their own way. So it's not like there was abuse or neglect. Uh, They hugged me. They loved me. They, you know, they said those words, but when you're living in that environment, it becomes your norm. Yeah. Yeah. And so when it's normal, I think everybody's, you know, in this area or something like that. So growing up, you see other kids not in that area was confusing. Yeah. And uh, so that would bring a lot of rebellion in my heart. Um, you know, I would act up. Uh, I would act out. 
And, uh, and then, you know, as an atheist, you carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. You're like, there's nothing out there. Uh, Everything is, is worthless and meaningless. It's like, it's up to you. It's up to me and I got to carry this and I got to make the decisions. I'm going to make the decisions now you're wrong. I'm right. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you just, you take your, you dig your heels in the sand and you're just stubborn as heck. So this is all in San Diego. At what point did you move out of that environment? Oh God, as quickly as I could. When I, when I found my wife, Jill, (laughs) um, uh, I, I moved out and moved in. (laughs) Mm. So that was, uh, 20 years old. Mm. I got out of there. So, um, but you know, even growing up, I, you know, as soon as I could get out of the house, I was mainly out of the house and never, never really home. Right. Well, tell me a little bit about Jill. <laughs> she is amazing. Uh, she's, she is beautiful and incredible and intelligent. Uh, she's creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, raised amazing children that she invited me into. She, you know, when, when we got married, the kids were seven and nine and 11. And, uh, so I came into a ready-made family <laughs> and was invited to help raise our girls. Uh, her son was being raised by her ex on the East coast. Um, but later moved back, moved in with us when he was 18. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we've just been running together. One of my, my big non-negotiables in life with, with leading ministry is that I want to do it with my wife side by side and not it, her in the shadows, not me running ahead. I, I, you know, there was times when I first became a Christian, I was just very zealous for the Lord and charging ahead. And, and I, I had to slow down and go, wait a second, I want to do this with her. Mm. And so the Lord has positioned us to do what we're doing now together. Wow. How has creativity impacted you even growing up? It's my life right now. And, and, and when you have a creative God, and we're made in his image and you realize the creativity that flows from him and also flows through every person out there. We bump into people all the time, say I'm not creative, but they're, they're boxing creativity into writing and dancing and, and making movies. Mm. And that's not the case. So when I tell them, Hey, you're a manager and you're building spreadsheets, you are very creative. You just don't realize it because you are, you're, it becomes natural for you. You know, Barry, when you're doing a podcast, this is creativity right here um, that you're stirring up. Uh, when there's a stay-at-home mom raising their children, they're very creative to raise their children, cooking and, and, and taking care of our houses and building things and all the normal processes. So creativity is huge. Yeah. Um, in 10th grade, uh, I, I was failing English. And my English teacher had a, a writer's contest, a short story contest, and I won. Um, <laughs> and she said, Bray didn't win for, for, for the, the content. He won for the story. That he was, he's a storyteller mm. um, because, you know, I couldn't really write very well. But she pulled out the storyteller within me, and that launched me. And I was, you know, definitely an atheist in 10th grade, so I didn't understand everything. But as I grew into my Christianity, when the Lord really showed who he was to me, um, that opened up this creative, uh, that popped the creative bubble that I was isolated in and, and pulled me out and said, hey, you are a, a storyteller champion for me. 
and it's like David going into the into the caves with his mighty men, uh, you know, in debt and distressed, and 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 then they came out as mighty mighty warriors of God. So yeah, here I am, a storytelling champion. Uh, I've got twelve books published, award winning, running an international organization, Kingdom Writers Association, and I failed English. that's that's so funny because everything that you're doing didn't exist before you did it yeah that is creativity yes it starts with our imagination and you can see things that aren't there yet and you work on things that haven't been done yet that is your life my friend when i look at you and jill you guys are creating and not only that you're helping those around you to tap into that and so i think that's the the true guts of what you're doing is being seen in others. Yes. I mean, we are really going out there and inviting people to be, to, to come in community with us. Mm. So there's an army of creatives that God is, is raising up right now. And there's, we see it all over the place, wherever we go, we're like, man, you showed up right at the time I was Mm. praying. And if I didn't see something, I was going to give up. And, uh, and then here you are. So we get this all the time. And then a chapter will start, a community will start in that area. And so it's just a beautiful process. Like you see, uh, the, you know, the apostle Paul, when you read his letters, he's saying, I'm coming out to visit. I'm, I'm, he's writing letters to these churches or these chapters or these communities that were established. Or he'd say, come and greet so-and-so that I'm sending to you. Um, so as these, Ecclesia writing communities start up. We're we're you know doing itineraries. Hey, we're coming out to see you, and then that gathers more people uh, to it. And it's not really much that we're doing other than saying we're we're going and we're saying yes. When you say yes to God, and you say yes to what He's called you to do, that's when He comes upon your yes mm. and supernaturally charges it to be a God thing. Mm. You know, because if we do, yes, if we do everything out of our own power and and ignore God, then we're not getting that supernatural charge from him. We're not getting that supernatural blessing from him. Um, And we're doing it on our own strength. So we're just saying yes to God and we're moving on that. And he's moving mightily in and through Jill and I. And then the leaders that we're raising up is just it's just I'm in awe. Every day, Jill and I are almost in tears. Like, I can't believe what God's doing with us right now. I can't believe that we're here in Kentucky because we said yes. We would have, this was never even on our, our radar, you know, two years yeah. ago. And, you know, it's just mind boggling, Barry. It's just mm. incredible. And just, you know, in your own life, Barry, you've seen, you've seen it. Like, yeah. God, it's like you've said yes to crazy things and God's just mm. done amazing things and he takes it in and out of these seasons and i'm interested in the story behind the story of where did your book process of writing process of producing where did all that start well it's been an interesting journey with writing my first book that took me over 20 years to write because i was in different phases of my beliefs uh so i grew up 
playing Dungeons and Dragons uh, with my friends, uh, a couple of them Christians, and I was an atheist. Um, but it was the imagination that stirred through the creativity of this this gaming system um, that really sparked me. Uh, and I wanted to write epic fantasy adventures, and that's what I thought I was always destined to write. And so I started formulating my first book called The Orb of Truth, um, you know, 20 plus years ago and, uh, probably now 30 cause it's been out since 2012. I, at the time I was struggling to get this book out because as an atheist, when you're writing something, there's no point, there's yeah. no, there's no hope, there's no redemption. There's no, there's no reason. Um, all it is, is just a fun adventure, but for what? And that's what I was struggling with. I was like, what is the point of this? You know, I'm not getting anywhere with this. And I realized then that there was something I was missing. I just didn't know what it was. And then when when I received Jesus in 2000, that opened everything up uh, to this uh, religious mindset started coming upon me. And then I'm writing. I, then I felt I couldn't write about magic or, you know, all of these other things in a, a Dungeons and Dragons type of world because I thought it was witchcraft or rebellious. Um, but over the years, the Lord started speaking to me. He's like, no, it's 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 only rebellion and witchcraft if you if you seep your heart into that, if you are really believing in those things, but you believe in me. So now write about me in those type of atmospheres, write in about me and glorify me when you're writing in those, those genres. Um, and so that really opened me up to getting a yes from the Lord. And then that was when, uh, gosh, 2000, 10 he said we're going to write your book um together and so when i started in january um i was able to write the book in six months where i was oh, struggling God. 20 plus years before it flowed out so easily and uh now it's you know an amazon bestseller and won some awards and stuff but besides that it was the process of writing with god and having the blessing uh, uh, upon your writing yeah um and I was a Christian writer back then. Um, and let me explain that because somebody was going, aren't you a Christian now? And I'm like, yes, I still am a Christian writer, but I've uh, been discipled by the Lord to be a kingdom writer. My calling to help others be discipled into kingdom writers, because when we all succeed in the ki as a kingdom writer, it's because we're saying yes to God. So it makes no difference if we sell a book. We've answered the call yeah. in obedience to God because we get a calling. God said, write this book for me. And is it worth it to write the book for him? Is it worth it to put thousands of dollars into something for God? Yes. And uh, you get to write with God. How awesome is that? And to, and to present him uh, your crown at his feet. Um, that's incredible. That is worth it. And yeah. then, you know, people are going to buy the books naturally. So you don't have to worry about the sales part of it. You're just so in love with God that you can't, you were compelled to write for him. Uh, you know, you spoke of wizards and magic, you know, look at Lord of the Rings. It was used yeah. as a contrast or a, a point of comparison. And, uh, you know, your books are that way too. You know, yes. you can see 
reality, you know. So what were some of the steps that you had to learn? I know it's different for everyone, but your steps to produce a book, what did you have to go through? Yeah, I mean, the first part is just, you know, sitting down and writing. Uh, it, it sounds so arbitrary, but it is the main purpose is to write. You have to sit down. I, Barry, I tried. I, I, I put my hands out. I closed my eyes and I prayed and I said, Lord, when I open my eyes, let my book be right there in my hands. Mm. It doesn't work. It didn't work. Uh, and uh, we have to sit down and write. So my first part priority was to, to get that time to write and prioritize it. I had to schedule it with my family. Um, I had to get out of the house. I had to go to Starbucks and just write every single day um, to stay in a flow and to create momentum. Uh, someone told me random obedience does not create momentum. Um, so if you're just randomly just you know chopping away at that 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 tree, it's never it's not going to get chopped down very quickly, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be messy. So sit down, write, and be uh, and build the momentum to get it out. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an amazing process for me, uh, going through the whole thing. And then I had to do thousands of hours of research on publishing. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to learn the publishing side of things, um, for my own sake, as far as what does it take? Do I need to get an agent? Uh, what is this self publishing thing that really started, um, in the, in the late, uh, 2010, eight area, uh, really started coming out and and here I was right in the pocket of that um, coming out uh, so this was kind of like the music industry being mm -hmm. opened up um, yeah. where people can put their own music out so now it's starting to happen for publishing and people can put their own work out so it's an amazing process where are things going if since you're a creative you're probably thinking where you are is great but there's more there's more. Where would you like to see all of these efforts go? <laughs> Gosh, uh, I'd love to see a school of creativity birth. I'd love to see uh, a, a kingdom writers agency for literary agents be birthed where they're champion Christian writers to get into the, you know, the, the main publishers. Um, uh, and we have a school that's training up uh, Christian writers, kingdom writers to be contenders. We should be the head, not the tail that we should have the, the, you know, worldwide bestsellers, not New York times bestsellers. We would actually practice Ephesians five, one where God says, imitate me in everything that I do. And one of the things that God has, has done has created a book, uh, called the Bible, that is the number one bestseller of all time and no one can ever touch it. And they actually take it off of the list because it's untouchable. Mm. Um, it's not even on the list for bestsellers. Uh, and so if, if we're to imitate God, copy him, then we should be having books that should be taken off the list because it's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great perspective. I love it. Oh, man. Well, there is uh, so much here. How do you define creativity? We're, we're talking about it, but... 
do you have a working definition you can hang on the wall and go, yeah, that's it? Gosh, uh, I, I'm trying to remember my, my wife's quote in her book, Supernatural Creativity. Uh, she said, imagination is like taking it uh, out for a walk. Um, so I, I think that's what it is. But the general generalization of it is, is getting out and just letting your imagination flow, getting out of your comfort zone and really going into places that you've never been before. And there's an exploration of it. There's an adventure side to creativity, right? We don't know until we go. And when you go and you start walking that imagination out is when you start seeing things happen. Imagination, we can sit and when you, when you focus on imagination, you can close your eyes and imagine things. So there's a focus um, there's a point, uh, and then there's, then there's a spontaneity of creativity that you just never thought possible. If you mix this with that, what happens? And, uh, it's the combination of who you are and your DNA, which is unique. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then the combination of you walking it out with God mm. and actually practicing and uh, there's a purposeful movement behind imagination. It's a chaotic h harmony um, that flows out of us, and uh, and, mm. and 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 I will just say the word magic happens uh, <laughs> when when we when we get all those ingredients together. <laughs> I found a a quote the other day. It says, "Too many people overvalue what they are not." and undervalue what they are. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the people that um, you're working with. It's everyday people not knowing what they have. Yeah. Barry, we get a lot of, when our, our gatherings, we call them gatherings, um, people come to our gatherings with an expectation of learning how to write. But when they leave, they... There, we don't teach them anything on how to write at our gatherings. But when they leave, they say, I didn't learn anything about writing, but I learned how to be a better writer. And that's because they're getting breakthrough. They're actually hearing from God. Because in 2015, I heard the audible voice of God, December. And he said, Bray, gather my scribes and give me room to speak to them. And so 2016, January, I just put it on Facebook. Hey, who wants to hang out and just talk about writing? Mm -hmm. um, we had five people at our, our first gathering, and Jill and I were two of those five. <laughs> uh, so three people showed up, and it felt like the Elijah moment where there was a cloud, that small cloud in the sky, and I felt the rain of writers was coming. And so every month we gathered, and it keeps doubling. Uh, so we had 10 the next month, 20, 40. Uh, we had the Kingdom Writers Association conference uh, with Paul Young as our keynote speaker um, in July of 2016. We officially launched Kingdom Writers Association in August right after that. Just before it, we were just saying it's a writer's gathering. We had no no name for it, but mm. people were drawn um, supernaturally to it. Like I was just, I, I, God pulled me to this. And now today in our meetings, we have people showing up that, that with friends that they're they're bringing friends just to hang out with them afterwards for lunch and they're sitting there and they're not writers and they're passing notes to their friends saying this guy makes me want to start writing 
<laughs> and they're and they're texting me these notes that they're showing them, and I'm like, that is crazy because that's the Lord. Because when we're getting together, there's a stirring, and God means business when He said, "Gather my scribes and give me room to speak to them." And so we gather, and it's like a church service. So we have a message, but we are really open to the Holy Spirit, and each person is hearing from God. It's imp- it's a powerful moment that we have every single month and now we have an online community um, because we have chapters that are starting but a lot of people in between don't have a chapter yet right so we have an online gathering uh, so they can hear from the lord all around the world we have people well we're talking about creativity today and um there's another side to this that fits into life for everyone and that is you know the lord gave us a brain a mindset, thoughts, and he wants us to think a certain way that will produce more of who we are, you know. And when I think of challenges that you and I face, whatever, whatever those challenges are, it takes a creative mind to say, I am problem solving. I am creatively looking for a plan of attack to pursue, to conquer, to produce, whatever that is. It it really goes back to creativity. So I'm thinking as we're talking, we all need to know who we are. And it takes creativity to reveal it and the courage to step out into that. To me, this fits into the whole theme of of my new norm. It's starting yeah. to think about things that aren't happening yet. Creativity is not just a dance or something on a canvas or words on the page. Creativity is life. Yes. Yes. It's life bearing. Yes. It is. It is like you were spot on, Barry. I'm just so excited we're talking about this. Uh, it's going to fit in many different places in in the lives of the listener. What would you say to the listeners today about their view on their identity, who they think they are, and how that affects them? Identity is huge, right? Um, we need to understand who we are in Christ. And a lot of times we see this when people are going to church, they're really trying to figure out who they are and, and, and what's their position or assignment or calling or destiny or fate while they sit there and listen to a great sermon is to help them uncover who they are. You know, so that you have a lot of confusion out there and um, we love the church. We are for the church. And we don't, and what I'm saying is not, uh, can do not everybody, but there are church facets out there that, that are, are getting it wrong. And, um, and I think the pandemic is, is, is actually helped sift through some of this and, and bringing some of the church body, some clarity and moving into this there, they had to be very creative, um, with the pandemic, uh, moving to live stream, moving to different, you know, outside venues, all kinds of different creativity started happening. And so now they're coming back and we're seeing the value of this creative uh, in, the, in the creativity of people. So we want people to identify who they are in Christ and really have 
um, a piece about who they are. Are they called into the marketplace ministry, the homeless community? What is your group? What is your people group that you're called to? Because in our creativity, we're called to a people group of something um, to shape and form and disciple them uh, into the love of who Christ is and to reveal that love in and through them and for them and what God did for them. Ultimately, everything leads back to the message of the cross. The kingdom of God is near. And and through creativity, we're presenting that the kingdom of God is near and he wants to actually meet you. And he actually wants to show you how much He it is near and invite them that kingdom inside uh, for them to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So everything we push is not to build our kingdom, it's to build his kingdom. We're we're ambassadors of Christ, right? We're here to represent our king in his kingdom. Um, We're not here to uh, sit on a bench. There is a reason and a point for our being here. Um, It was ordained, Ephesians 2.10 uh, says before the foundations, you know, we were created in his image to be his workman, uh, workmanship here as creatives and to build his kingdom, not ours. So that's our focus, Barry. Mm-hmm. We're really going after it. One of the, the, the things that I say and, and, and I keep pointing out, it's not a cute slogan is writing is not a hobby here at KWA. And, and he is raising an army, and an army it needs to be armed and dangerous to create change for him, not for themselves. We're not promoting people to be glorified. We're promoting Jesus to be glorified in and through our creativity. And we can simply say yes to God and watch what he does with our yes. Mm. The power of the yes is powerful. And we need to really understand that, Barry. And, yeah. and, and you know, someone that, you know, you, you had a life-threatening issue um, where you could have just been taken out. Um, and, and, and here you are walking this out saying, Lord, in everything that I can do, every, every day that I have breath, I want to do this. And that's why you've got this podcast. That's why you're bringing people in. You're sharing life stories. There's a reason and purpose for this. It's not just to have a podcast on the airwaves and that they would be spoken to their heart and their destiny and their creative assignment that God has placed upon them to go for it. We need to have an all in mentality because we have the, we, we have uh, a heaven for us. We've got nothing to lose here in this world. So we need to position ourselves, be open to the Holy Spirit and walk where he wants us to walk. Well, Bray, I, I can't thank you enough for sharing your story, sharing where you and Jill are walking, the impact on people. I just, you know, it takes courage to step out. It takes faith and courage and strength to do what you're doing. And I, I see just every year more and more of where you're going and it it is exciting yeah as we kind of close up i have to ask what is your all-time favorite movie (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Mr. Creative, what is your all-time creative favorite movie? That would be Episode 5 of Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Barry. Oh, that's it. Oh, my. And, and just seeing the struggle uh the the you know the the turmoil within the characters the character development the the bad guys the good guys the darkness the evil the <laughs> you know just all of it it was just a a, a crescendo of just beauty and uh, it uh, really uh, brought me alive exactly the books that you have written what are the titles of that series that kind of kicked it off for you how did they get it what type of reading is it? Who is it written for? Yeah, it's uh, it's my Horn King series. It's called The Orb of Truth is the first book, then The Dragon God, and then The Vampire King is the third of that series. Um, I actually have room for more within the series. So the Lord hasn't freed me up to write um, those parts of it yet. Um, but you can find it on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and any, any really uh, bookstore. And uh, it's a young adult epic fantasy series. So think Lord of the Rings, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe style. Uh, but wrapped in my faith, uh, you'll see there's a, there's a destiny uh, calling for the characters in there. They actually come face-to-face -face with God. And so I present that in a unique and powerful way. And uh, the characters, it's just a great adventure series uh, that is, I've had 15-year-old uh, kids coming up to me crying after reading the vampire king um, because it, they were so moved by the redemption so your information for those that want to stay in touch with what you're doing what's the website and that kind of stuff yeah the best way is uh you know subscribe to our website kingdom writersassociation.com um, and then we also have Kingdom Creativity International.com, which is our nonprofit organization. Yeah, and both of those names, you can find us on Facebook. We have a large Facebook group in the thousands. Uh, so there's just a lot of, uh, you know, people to, to interact with. And we're very accessible. So you can email me, braywykoff at gmail.com if you have any questions and want to reach out or private message me on Facebook. Bray, consider you and Jill a friend and a co-worker. If, in fact, creativity is intelligence, having fun, you're the funnest person I know. <laughs> I don't do anything if it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming in. Thank you so much. Say hello to Jill. We'll talk soon. Love you, Barry. Thank I you. I love you, too. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share this podcast with those you know. A podcast to help you foster change. Until the next episode, this is the My New Norm podcast. And I am still your host, Barry Scott Young.